Uh, if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to open it to Romans 5, uh, 1. Romans 5, 1. Uh, I know I was asking uh, some... Uh, I asked some of my family and and some friends, you know, how was how was your Easter? And and everybody kind of had mixed reviews. It was very, it was just very different time, you know. But even though the day of April twelfth Easter has passed, I encourage us. God wants us to daily remember the work that Jesus did for all of mankind. For us to believe that and to receive that work that he did. Because by the work that Jesus did on the cross, we are made right. We will never be alone, no matter what disease or disappointment we face on this earth. He is with us by his presence, by his power, and by his promise. You know, again, Easter is not just uh, one day that we need to, to praise and thank and reflect God on. But man, that day is we need to remember it daily. Because it reminds us, it reminds us that Satan was defeated. It reminds us of God's unconditional love for all of us. And it reminds us that no matter what we face, we are not alone. He will be there by his spirit to comfort us, to guide us, to speak to us. Why? Because he is not dead. He is alive. Okay, in Romans 5, 1 through 6, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of highest privilege where we now stand. We're his sons and his daughters. And we confidently and joyfully Look forward. Look to somebody if you're sitting around them and say, look forward. I'm going to continue to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they are good for us. They help us to learn to endure. And endurance develops strength of character in us. And character strengthens our confident expectation of salvation. And this expectation will not disappoint us. It's like, what is God doing in our lives? What is God doing in our lives? What is God going to do through us and for us? For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit, to fill our hearts with his love. This declares you and I are not alone. If you are a believer and you have asked him uh, to forgive you of your sins and you receive him uh, into your heart, you are not alone because his spirit lives and abides within you. And when we were utterly helpless, Christ came just the right time. And died for us sinners. You know what? One thing that is so encouraging with the Lord is, is God's, He's never late and He's never early. He comes right at the right time. And even when we are going to face trials, we are going to face difficulty on this earth. But even as a believer, God says, Hey, listen, I have given you my spirit with inside of you. You are my son. You are my daughter. I will never leave you or forsake you. See, that's the whole message of the cross. 
that we were once lost. We were once alone and, and, and hopeless because of our sin. But Jesus came so that when we face trials today, when we face uh, tough and difficult times, we know that it was Jesus that had the final word. And that is, I love you. Sickness will not grip you forever. Loneliness will not plague your life. But my spirit will abide with you. And man, we can hold that onto that. Rest that on our minds. Speak that to our spirits. And just let that truth rest within us long past the day of Easter. Because that's a truth that you and I, that's our inheritance as, as children of God. Um, what I'd like to look at, just a couple of things in Second Chronicles 21 through 27. And this is going to be our text. And so again, I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read a small portion of it again at 714. Then we're going to have a time of corporate, corporate prayer. But, um, in 2 Chronicles 20, uh, 1 through 27, we see, uh, the king, uh, King Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, uh, had received an alarming, uh, report that, um, that there were armies that were coming against him to destroy them. Uh, and these particular armies, they were generations from the, the, uh, the Moabites, the Ammonites. Uh, they were generations of people that hated God's people. Uh, back from the days of Egypt, you know, uh, even whenever the children of Israel uh, were leaving Egypt and God had given them instructions. He said, listen, don't go to the land of the Moabs or the Ammonites. I want you to go a different way, you know, and uh, because they hated, hated God's, uh, God's people. And I believe it wasn't, God didn't, wasn't directing them to stay away from them. God was going to do a bigger thing uh, in their, uh, in using their faith through that. And, and they wouldn't have experienced that, um, through the parting um, uh, of the the sea, if they would have gone through the land of the the Moabites, and so in this scripture, we see here that Joseph had King Jehoshaphat had just received word that um, listen, there is a massive, a mighty army that is coming after to destroy uh, to destroy uh, uh, Judah, and I love the response that he had. Okay, and uh, in verses four, it says, so people from all the town of Judah came to Israel to seek the Lord. King Jehoshaphat stood before the people of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. Listen, they were facing some big stuff. They were facing some things that was causing overwhelming stress. And not only did King Jehoshaphat, did he go before the Lord, but then he told all the men and their children and their wives, he told everybody, come together, we're going to go and we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God to help us because we are absolutely powerless. We do not know what to do. We, we don't have um, all, all, all the resources. We need the hand of God. How many of you know right now, we need the hand of God? We don't know everything to do. And I'm sure some of you, you might feel like, man, Dixie, I feel helpless. I, I, I feel like there's nothing that I can do. But you know what we can do? We can go and call on the one who does have the answer. So right now where you are, let's come together, church. Let's come together and let's pray together 
as we join other believers for God's guidance, for his provision and for his help. So come on. Uh, I encourage you, if there's people around you in your living room, just grab hands with them. Bring all the family and the children together and let's go like King Jehoshaphat did and let's call on the name of the Lord to help us in our time of need. So Lord, we lift up your name. We recognize, Lord God, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We recognize, Lord God, not in our own strength and our own ability, Lord God, can we resolve these issues. But Lord God, we believe and we trust that you can. And God, we humble ourselves and we say, Lord, come. Lord, come and bring your healing. Lord, come and bring your protection. Lord, come and bring your provisions, Lord. God, we need you. Come on, church, let's stand in agreement. God, we need you. God, we believe in you. God, we believe that you will never leave us or forsake us. God, we believe that when you say, call unto me and I will answer you, you will be there to help us in our time of need. So Lord, we come to you boldly in the name of Jesus. We come to you boldly in the name of Jesus. And we ask, Lord God, that you provide divine protection, Lord God, over every doctor, over every nurse, over every first responder in the name of Jesus. That this uh, COVID virus will not spread in the name of Jesus. We cancel out sickness and disease over this land, over our city, over our parish and county, over our nation. We cancel it out in the name of Jesus. We will not be a people of sickness, but we will be a people of health that will rise up to testify of the goodness of our healing God in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we plead the blood of Jesus and divine protection divine protection over those who are on the battle lines. Father God, we pray for our leaders right now in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you continue to give them counsel. God, that you unravel any confusion and bring order. Lord God, we ask in the name of Jesus that there would be unity in our nation. Lord God, that we would see each other for the precious life that they are. Father, may we see others as you see them. Lord God, may we have grace and compassion and care. Lord, we ask for wisdom in the name of Jesus over our leaders, over our our local leaders, our state leaders, our national leaders. Your wisdom, Lord God. God, you are a God of order and you are a God of authority and you have established authority. And Father, may we respect and honor our leaders and not tear them down. May we pray for them and may we we ask for your wisdom and your protection over them and not for destruction and harm over them. Lord God, we ask that you speak to them in the name of Jesus by your spirit. Reveal to them your will and your way your will and your way to best lead our nation now father we pray right now we pray for our families father may our families right now may you bring comfort may you bring healing to our families right now in the name of Jesus May stress, Lord God, not over, outweigh or, or get crowded. Crowd out your peace. 
crowd out your promises. But Holy Spirit, may you bring wholeness to our families. Physical healing, emotional healing to our families right now. Even to our neighbors, Lord God. To the citizens of of America, of the world. Father, may hope be infused into our nation. Hope that they are not alone. Jesus loves them. Hope, Lord, that you've got us. You've got us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And we invite you. Lord, we need you. We need you. Lord, we pray for every soul, whether they know you. God, I ask that you remind every soul. Refresh them with the truth of who you are. Refresh them where you have brought them out of. Remind every soul of your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord God, just bring that truth to their to their mind. Because Lord God, right now our minds can be heavy and weighed down with current circumstances. But Lord God, I ask, bring to their mind the miracles that you've already done in their life. Bring to their mind the words that you've already given to them, Lord God. Let them hold on to it. Let them carry it, Lord God. Father God, we will not give up in trusting you with our lives. But Father, may we hold on to your word. May we hold on to your promises. Father God, we pray right now for every soul that does not know you. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, use us, the church, to be a light of your love. Use us, the church, to be, a, to be a hope offering to every person that whether their name comes to our, our, our mind, Lord, that Lord God, that this time will not be a time of death. This time will not be a time of destruction and confusion. But Lord God, that this will be a time where souls will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Lord God, may this be a time of restoration. May this be a time, Lord God, where you restore the souls of mankind back in right relationship with you. If you have a loved one right now that you know and they need that restoration of that relationship with Jesus, right where you are, I encourage you, come on, call out their name. Call out their name. And let's go as, inter- as, as, as we intercede on their behalf to the Lord that their souls would be made whole and in right standing with Jesus. Lord God, may the souls of our neighbors, may the souls of our family, may the souls uh, of our nation, Lord God, be restored in right relationship with you, Lord God. Because Father God, this COVID, this virus, it will pass. But Father God, you are eternal. And Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus that the souls of, of mankind, Lord God, would be restored back in right relationship with you. 
Lord. Father God, that we can experience eternal peace with you. We can experience purpose with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time of prayer together. We thank you, Lord, just as we're, as I'm standing here on on the stage, the altar, and your presence is here with us. Lord God, your presence is with every family, every person that is watching right now. May your comfort, may your peace rest upon them. If their mind has been bombarded with bad reports, Father God, may the truth of who you are and the truth of your word rest upon their mind. Comfort them in the name of Jesus, we pray. And assure them, Lord God, you have never left them or forsaken them. And you're right there with them. Today and tomorrow and forever. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 See, when King Jehoshaphat, that's what he was doing. Say, what do you mean, Dixie? What do you mean you jump from this predator? No, no. The same stress, the same tension in the atmosphere of what they were facing is exactly what King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah were facing. They were facing someone that's going to come and destroy them and annihilate them. And King Jehoshaphat, he didn't call for, hey, I need some wise men, or hey, I need you to gather every uh, supplies. And, you know, they didn't run to Walmart and pack up uh, their shop, their stores full or their shelves full of, of paper towels and toilet paper. And there's nothing wrong with getting supplies. I'm not picking. But what he did was, is he recognized, I don't have the answers here, but I know the one that does. I know the one that does. I love it whenever it says in um, uh, 2 Chronicles 20, 1 through 6, let's hear the prayer of King Jehoshaphat and, and you'll see his heart, not only for his life, but for the lives of his family, the lives of his people, the lives of his nation. He said, he prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. I love the next couple of statements that he says. He starts off his prayer with declaring who God is. You know, and it was with passion and with earnest and, and with such sincerity. It's like his prayer was one of faith. God, you alone are the God who's in heaven. God, you are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. He was recognizing, even though he was a king, and, and, and he knew of royalty. He was a good king and his father before him. They were godly men. He had uh, been surrounded amongst his upbringing as being royalty and, and, and kingship. But yet he was declaring. 
He didn't say, God, me the king, and God, my father before me the king, and Lord God, we've served you and we've done a good job. He didn't bring his own title. He didn't bring all of his own accolades, if that's the the proper word. He said, Lord, you and you alone are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He recognized, he recognized the authority and the power of God. Says you are powerful and mighty and no one can stand against you. And then um, uh, we'll, we'll drop down in verse 9 and it said, uh, whenever we are faced with calamity such as war, disease, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence. Wow. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. Now let's drop down to verse 12. And it says, oh, our God, won't you stop them? Listen to this. We are powerless against, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking for you to help. As all the men of Judea stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the spirit of the Lord came. God met them where they were. And this is the word that he said. This is the word that came, um, <clears throat> that came from, um, Jehazel. Okay. And it said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, listen to all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Now, come on, let's pause and let's take this word and personalize it because this is for us today. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but God's. You know, when we think about an army, um, I, I made a note here. People are not, people are not our enemy. Satan is. And Satan is the enemy that brings fear, lies, sickness, and destruction. But what last week did we celebrate? Who defeated Satan? Come on, say his name out loud. Jesus. Who defeated Satan's lies on the cross? Jesus. Who defeated uh, death and sickness and disease uh, by his stripes? We are healed. Jesus. So you and I can celebrate today and for the rest, uh, as long as uh, we live on this earth, that Jesus has defeated the enemy, Satan. And so whenever we, we, when, so whenever we read this scripture, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. You know what you can say? By the, by the army of the enemy, by Satan, because the battle is not yours, but God's. Okay. But listen to this in verses 16. Uh, this was the action step that King Jehoshaphat took. It said, tomorrow march out against them and you will find them coming up. Uh, through ancient of Ziz and at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of, of Jerel. But you will not even need to fight. Listen to this. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. Come on, say it all together. Who is with us? He is with you. Oh, people of Judah and Jerusalem. And again, he says it again. 
Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out there tomorrow for the Lord is with you. And then verse 18, it says, Then King Jehoshaphat bowed down his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, uh, worshiping the Lord. And then it says in verse 20, uh, Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness. And on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord, your God, and you will be able to stand firm. And after King Jehoshaphat consulted with the leaders of the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. The Bible says that as they began to sing praises to the Lord, the armies um, of Moab and Ammon um, and Mount Seir, they started fighting amongst each other. There was confusion. The Lord brought confusion amongst the enemy, and they started fighting amongst each other. And so that by, by the time that uh, uh, Judah and the people of Judah got to uh, the battleground, every single person of the enemy was completely destroyed. Um, and... Uh, Judah did not have to lift one finger in the battle. But I love whenever it says, if you'll bring down, drop down to verse 26, and on the fourth day, they gathered in the valley of blessings. The valley of blessings. And the people praised and thanked the Lord there. What happened was, is that all up from clothing to um, uh, uh, metals, uh, because the enemy was completely destroyed. So the, the uh, Judah uh, and Jeho- Jehoshaphat, they were able to plunder all of um, uh, the enemy's uh, belongings and treasures. And it took them three days to gather all of that plunder. And so it's like, why the Valley of Blessings? Because sometimes in the lowest and the darkest places, when we praise God, He is going to be there with us. And because of who he is and because that we are his, we will receive blessings. And whatever the enemy, whatever, whatever peace, whatever provisions that the enemy has tried to rob from you in the middle of that valley, I'm telling you something, people, blessings are coming because God is with his children. Okay, so here's a couple of things. How can you and I stand in times of stress like we see with King Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah? So how can we stand in times of stress? One, position yourself by faith. Position yourself by faith that God cannot leave me or forsake me. Position yourself by faith and not depending upon your own resources and your own supplies of, uh, of, of provisions, but going to the Lord and saying, listen to what he said. He, he said, um, let me, let me go to it. Let's see here. He says, we are powerless. We do not know what to do. We are looking to help. You alone are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You alone have the answer. And they put their faith in the Lord and not in themselves. Say, God, we need you. Let me tell you something. Whenever you and I begin to call on the name of Jesus, he is always faithful 
to meet us where we are. He is always faithful. So position yourself by faith. Okay? In verse 17, it says, Take your position, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. You know, we can position ourselves in faith by reminding your mind, God cannot fail me. Not only reminding yourself, but reminding your children, reminding your loved ones, those that are, that are around us, that, that they hear the news and, the, and they see things that are going on, things that we've never faced in our, in our world before. But you can also be an agent of those to say, listen, God cannot fail me. Tell your, tell your children, tell your grandparents, call them on the phone. If they need some discouragement, hey, God cannot fail us. He loves us. Come on, sometimes we need to speak the word that is within our spirit man. Come on, stir up that faith. Stir, cause I know you believe God. I know you love God. Come on, speak it and declare it over you and over your loved ones. Amen. All right. He is with me. He is with me in the uncertainties of my job. He is with me in the insecurities of my life when I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. God is with me and he cannot fail me. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. God says, I will never. Come on, can you just speak that over yourself? I will never. That's God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. That is why we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. I love Isaiah 41, 9 through 10. It says, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. It's impossible for him to forsake you. So how to stand in times of stress? Position yourself by faith. Remind yourself God cannot fail you. Okay? Number two, position yourself in unity. Position yourself in unity. We see in verses 13 that as the men stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, children, the Spirit of the Lord came. The entire family came together. Come on, let's take the lead. Let's take the lead uh, of being uh, of being a voice of unity, being leaders of unity. You know, gather your wife, gather your children and say, come on, let's go to the Lord together. Come together as we just did in prayer. Not just uh, uh, at 714, but I encourage you, create an atmosphere of unity. You can do that by having prayer time together, but also create a positive atmosphere by speaking blessings, even when it seems like we're in the valley. Speak blessings over your loved ones. Speak blessings over your local and national leaders. Use your energy not to tear down, but to speak blessings. Position yourself with unity with your family and unity with your neighbors. Be cautious not to be critical. It will drain much needed energy to be used elsewhere in the valley. Proverbs 18, 21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. 
Listen to this powerful verse in Matthew where it talks about how when we come together in unity. In Matthew 18, 19-20, 20, it says, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that, that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Unity is such an example of the heart of God because there's love and there's respect and there's, and there's, there's the priority of one mission and as that Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done. Because where there's unity, there's no room for selfishness and there's no room, uh, for, for, uh, criticizing another person. Okay, so position yourself in unity with your family and with your neighbors. And we do that by coming together in prayer. And we do that by creating a positive atmosphere by speaking life and love in our words. Okay, Ephesians 6, 18, it says, pray at all times on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. So how to stand in times of stress? Position yourself by faith. How to stand in times of stress? Position yourself in unity with your family and your neighbors. Okay? And then in closing, how to stand in times of stress? Position yourself with continued praise. Position yourself with continued praise. You know, you'll read uh, in Second uh, Chronicles, our, our text, 21 through 27, it says that King Jehovah, it says that King Jehoshaphat, he, um, he stood before the people of, Jeriz, of uh, Judah and Jerusalem in the front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. At the temple of the Lord. First Corinthians 3, 16, it says, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and the Spirit of God lives within you? It's not in a building. It's right here. His Spirit lives within us. And you and I, when we come to the Lord in praise, when we come to the Lord and talking to Him in prayer, when we come to Him, our spirit man will encounter a mighty living God. We will be refreshed. We will be encouraged. And we will have the, the vision and the perspective of the great thing that God is going to do in us and through us. And we will stand. Why? Because we are positioning ourselves with praise. It was so cool that when King Jehoshaphat, as before the army went to the battleground, he positioned those to praise and to worship the Lord. And what was the song? Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. That can be, you know, a, a praise that, that we can declare during these times. In Psalm 18, one through, one through three, it says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the strength of my salvation and my stronghold. I will call on the Lord who is worthy of my praise for he saves me from my enemies. He will save me from disease. He will save me 
from sickness. He will save me from every harmful thing that tries to come my way. Why? Because he is God. It is impossible for him to forsake us. So my friends, position yourself with continued praise. Take your positions, stand and watch the Lord's victory. Watch the Lord's victory over your family. Watch the Lord's victory over your neighborhood. Watch the Lord's victory over your state. Watch the Lord's victory in your nation. Because when we come together and we stand in position of faith, we stand in position of unity, and we stand in a position of continued praise, God will never fail us. He is with us. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. So in closing right now, we're just going to sing a song. Come on, that's going to be our praise to the Lord. That's going to be our praise to the Lord. Allow him just to comfort you. Allow your, your spirit man, that temple, that dwelling place, just to be encouraged with the presence of the Lord. Oh, how he loves you and me. So right now we're gonna take a, we're just gonna take a moment. And I encourage you, this song, as I was, as I was hearing this song earlier, it says, in my life be lifted high. In my world be lifted high. In my love be lifted high. Lord, I'm gonna praise you. I want you, Lord, I love David. It says, Lord God, be magnified in me. You know, sometimes it's a lot harder for God to be magnified when stress and pressure want to lay weigh us down. But God says, I have overcome the world. And greater is he, come on church, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And the same God that raised Jesus from the dead is the same God that lives inside of you by his spirit. So you can overcome. You can overcome fear with the faith and believing in God. You can overcome criticalness and heaviness and depression. You can overcome that. Grab your family around you. Call up a friend. Say, come on, let's stand together in you of what God is going to do in our nation right now. And come on, position yourself for praise. Position yourself. Come into his presence with thanksgiving and say, God, you will never leave me. God, you will never forsake me. And you and I will encounter and will experience a blessing in the valley because his love endures forever. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Right now where you are, if you would just praise him and use this song as a, as a song of prayer to the Lord.
where you are. Come on. As you, even though the day is already past, come on. Open your mouth and say, in my life, Lord, be lifted high. In my world, Lord, be lifted high. In our love, Lord, the church, may we declare your love. And those who are weighed down with stress, Father God, may they encounter the faith of God in the name of Jesus. May unity prevail and may your name receive all the glory and all the honor. Father, I thank you, Lord. As you are watching this, if you say, Dixie, I don't have that hope that you were talking about. Dixie, things are so heavy right now. I need, I need Jesus. If that's you right now, come on by faith, believing it in your heart, declaring it with your mouth. Would you just say this prayer? God's going to meet you where you are. Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Jesus, I ask for you to forgive me of my sins. Remove the stain of sin. And Father, I receive your forgiveness right now. And I declare that I am a child of God. God, and I thank you for extending to me forgiveness. I thank you for extending to me grace and unconditional love. I receive forgiveness of my sin. I believe in you and I declare you as Lord and Savior of my life in the name of Jesus. If you just made that prayer right there online, you can receive, you can go and fill out a connection card. And listen guys, you might not physically see us, but you're going to hear our voice and you're going to know that we care for you. We want to walk with you. We want to encourage you, offer, extend hope uh, in this time. If you need prayer for anything, please let us know. It is important that you know. Listen, you are not alone. The church is the hands and the feet and the heartbeat of Jesus. And you'll hear our voice and comfort you. We care for you and we love you. If you need prayer, if there's any form of giving that you want to give, you can look online and see as well those avenues, whether mailing it in or online. We love and we care for you. And come on, stand strong because God is with you and he overcame. We love you. God bless and good night.